Welcome back to Do Alliance Podcast with your host, Alicia Solomon, and myself, Megan Hines, where every week we talk the challenge. And we are starting off with the Challenge USA Season 2, which premiered on CBS um, last Thursday. And they're giving us double episodes every week on Thursday and Sunday. And the premiere is actually not that bad. I actually enjoyed myself. We had some sly votes. We already had some bad blood. We had an argument on night one. Even though it was it was not great, it was a good argument. It was fun. We saw some vets in nation. It was really nice to see. Yeah, we definitely saw a edited, watered down fight and argument. But you know, CBS, I guess they're 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 running a different ship over there than MTV. It's okay. It's fine. I'm glad that the rookies, or not even just the rookies, because I feel like it, it was a mixture of newer people. And people who have done this show, whether it be the main show or the last season of USA, kind of just banding together and say, hey, we're not going to get trampled over by these six vets. We're going to try to, we're outnumbering them anyway, so let's just get them out. Which I like that strategy because we already know how it usually goes on the challenge where the vets take over, get the rookies out, and then one by one try to turn on each other. Yeah, I like that they are numbered because it's time for the vets to get out of here. It's time for a new champ. And because of people we have on this cast, it's a delight and it's a new and fresh air. Um, so we start off with episode one with the CBS group pulling up on the yacht, which is a mixture, like you said, of people we've seen before, like Fessy and Polly, who we last saw on Raw the Worlds 2 in the I just want to say his fur that he was wearing on that yacht was giving me the it. I feel like his fur on the boat, his coat in the confessionals, like he went to somebody's l vintage shop and was just like, hey, I found the cheapest uh, vintage coat and he thought it was given fab and it's really not. It's given raccoon was skinned and dyed and laid to the side. Like it's really just not even a fashion look. The blonde tips is given in sync in 97. It's not cute. The earring, like the whole aesthetic and the vibe is given like he's really fucking Kara, which we know he is, but like still, like, why do you look like that? It's just not even a cohesive look. I feel like when we last saw him, even when we first saw him well, on Big Brother, but when we was introduced to him on the challenge itself, he had a totally different vibe. And now it's like, I don't want to go too far into it, but you but you know them type of people. It was giving um Joe Exotic. That's what it that what it was giving. Because I now I picture in my head, I'm like, the fur makes sense, the hair makes sense. All he needed was a tracker hat and some sunglasses, and he would have been set. And a little tiger on the side to just be like, Hey, you bit me, you know, like just the whole bit. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, it was a, a longer way to return for him coming back to the show because last time we saw him, he didn't do that well in that final either. And he was also very pissed off at Josh's presence on that boat because they haven't spoken or seen one another in about three to four years. And they have a tumultuous love-hate relationship because we've seen them like Michelle, Josh. Polly was like, 
Brandon and Josh are the younger brother, and then we see them fight on the last season together. Yeah, I mean, I really don't really want to discuss Josh and Paul. I feel like Josh was trying to be cool about it. He was like, well, how long has it been? Like, three years? And Paul was like, it's been four, and I clock you, and I don't want to talk to you, which I'm completely fine with. Like, you don't have to be kumbaya just because you're back in the same space with somebody. You can be cordial and keep it cute. But, you know, Josh being back on my screen is kind of triggering. So, yeah, for me and Polly. (laughs) But Josh being back, he's in his healthiest state. He's ready to compete. He looks nice. That's the best I'm going to give him for a compliment, I guess. You like the braids? The little (laughs) braids that's hitting the back of his, it's not even hitting the back of his neck. It's hitting the back of his, his, his scalp. Listen. I don't like the braids. I just said he looked he looks in a good state. Okay, that's all I'm saying. I don't them braids are not great. Speaking of braids, somebody else got braids in the second episode, and that was horrible as well. And I need a PSA to all of the black people on the show, whether it be John A, Tiffany, whoever it is, please stop braiding these white people's hair. They're not in Jamaica. This is not a sandals resort. Please stop braiding their hair in the middle of the show. Like do y'all need cabbage patch shawls to braid in the meantime? Like, I get y'all bored, but damn. Please. Yeah. It's not a look. <laughs> and then we meet the only two Amazing Race players in Dusty and Louis. And Dusty is actually a Challenge Super fan, so he's very excited to compete on the show. And Luis is there to um, do some moves as well. I like that Dusty has watched the show. I feel like people who watch the show get a little bit more context into what they're getting themselves into rather than someone from a different show just coming on and then just trying it out for the first time. So I feel like he's more prepared mentally to know what's happening. And we even saw it when he was in the middle of coming back from the house after the arena challenge. He was like, I'm finally getting to see a fight in real life. So he actually saw like the non-edited version of the fight. Like he was really enjoying himself, which I really like as a view. Because, you know, sometimes you want to see what's going on inside of the house rather than what they just show us. Yeah. And then TJ, they greet them at the dock and told them that one man and one woman will be taking home their share of $500,000. And he has them pick teams for captains. But the way that they pick the captains is through this device called the Hopper, where it'll be coming up a lot throughout the season. That'll be how the nations break as well. The first captain that was picked was the Goof. Yeah, he was yelling, like, so surprised. And... Do we really believe that this is a lottery system or do we believe that it's some kind of contraption that mm, sort of kind of could make shift what's happening? I think it is a lottery system because they still did, like, even like in the nations and the votes, like they still did the votes with that. I think that still, I don't think they, they can't rig that. Um, I don't okay. think they can. I don't, I'm just asking the questions. I'm not being accusatory. Just want to throw it out there. It's okay. We we have I know we have these reservations about protection, but I think you can't rig a lottery. Technically, you can in in, in the NBA. <laughs> However, I don't think they can in this because this is actually people's votes happening in nations. So we'll see. And then also the next team captain picked was Cassidy from Survivor. I was actually on Twitter. I realized when her season was actually on. <laughs> And she was a runner-up on that season. I don't know how I feel about her. But I just know, like, today I saw that 
she deact she kind of deactivated off of Twitter, I guess, after the reception she got online. It is very Which weird. Was what? Because I, you know, I'm not an online girl like that. So what? What were they saying about her? I think it was mainly just because she was aligned with Tori and she was running behind her. And it was okay. it was just that. And it's like she ghosted off of Twitter. She blocked people and ghosted off of Twitter. I'm like, girl. I guess she can't handle. She yeah, she can't really handle. Some people can't handle it. It's fine. At least she knows her limits and hasn't spiraled, you know, online. And then the final captain that was picked from the hopper was our MVP innocence from season one of the Challenge USA in Desi. Yeah, you know, I absolutely stand Desi. She looks stunning per usual. I was happy that she was at least captain so that she can have the opportunity to pick her team, but also just her not really getting a chance at the finals last season to have an opportunity now to have some sort of autonomy about what's going on around her. Like she can pick and choose and, you know, kind of assess the situation because she's a very smart, smart woman. You know, she knows how to play the game and, now this gives her a chance to kind of make moves in a different way, which I love. Yeah. And TJ surprises the group with the MTV veterans who pull up on jet skis. Corey had on a mask behind whoever was driving his jet ski. People were having a good time with bananas. were rolling together. Bananas says in his first professional, I am the challenge. So that's our introduction I mean, to the Mets. <laughs> He's been on 20 seasons, so he would be one of the people who can actually claim that. Like, you know, like he is part of the franchise because he's been there for a very long time. Yeah. And then we see Tori, a.k.a. Agos, full beast mode deal. Michelle wasn't excited to see Amanda because I guess they're using the angle of their Fessy connection in this season. And I'm like, that's part of the reason, yes, why they don't like each other. But if y'all keep dragging this out, and Fethi is just standing there, I'm like, I don't care. I'm not with none of them. Why are y'all doing this? It's above me. But Michelle wasn't excited to see um, Amanda back. And then we see John A, who you don't want to see in the finals. Yeah, you know, I, I love John A. I picked her in my draft that we did last week, and I think that Janae has an opportunity amongst this group to get a lot of people on her side, or at least a, a stronger alliance of people. But we see how, how it goes in the first two episodes with Janae and how we know Johnny's character to be. So it's not surprising, but I'm glad she was on this show and got an opportunity to be there and compete at least, at least for one episode. She competed for one episode and gave us unhinged behavior on the slide. Like, she, not, she wasn't slick with that vote. <laughs> but we'll get into that later on. Uh, we're going to get into the teams that were picked. And Josh had first pick. And guess who ended up actually picking as his first pick? Johnny. Love that for her. So she came back with a vengeance. Like, an offer like an insane. And she's been killing it on the spinoffs. And for her to be first pick, that's an ego boost, and it's a good thing to know, like, hey, I came back after a couple of years, I come back and I win, and I'm picked first. 
I'm feeling great about myself. And then Cassie's first pick was Drake over Bananas and Bliss. It took me a minute to go. I was like, what? <laughs> it took me a minute to, but I'll bop, catch the joke. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, Corey being picked very high. I was actually surprised. I don't know if Cassidy has seen the show, but Cassidy, her excuse or reasoning was, he looks strong, so I'll just pick him, which, okay. But it was very odd that she went with Corey second or technically first in her draft. Yeah, I don't, I give Corey, I'm I'm rolling with Corey um, this season. He is a competitor. He he has his faults, but he has a lot of good things about him. So I get why she would pick him. It's just funny when he got picked, he was gloating in front of Bananas and Rusk. Like, you would expect both of them to get picked first, at least. But nope, he got picked before them. And then Desi's first pick was actually in the thing was. Because um, she was like, I don't know, people may not like him. He's a good competitor. I want to ride with him, so, yeah. Yeah, I feel like her, again, reasoning, she basically was just like her younger self was excited to have Wes on her team. And, I mean, Wes back in the day, and even now, even though he's been annoying, you know, he's still a strong competitor. He's very strategic. Whether or not the strategy works is the unknown, but at least he's going to come with something. Yeah. Josh's next pick ended up being Polly, and they had a hug me brother moment, a la Drake and Josh. And they're gonna let bygones be bygones for a moment. And Josh was like, I'm gonna keep my friends close, but my enemies closer. Are they enemies? We'll see. But Polly got second pick. Yeah, I have no thoughts. That's cool. All right. <laughs> uh, Cassie picks Tori, and we're gonna move along from that because. Desi in the picking Michaela, and I'm like, yes, my redemption girlies are together, and I'm so excited to see what they do together on the team. I, I like Michaela. I feel like she's definitely gonna have something on her shoulder, especially after what happened when she was last in the challenge. So, definitely excited to see Michaela and Desi team up together. Yeah, and then Josh picked Michelle, Cassie picked Bessie. Desi picked Monty, Josh picked Chanel, Cassie picked Alyssa L, Desi picked Mira, Cassie picked Sebastian, Desi picked Tyler. Bananas got second to last on Josh's team. <laughs> to last. So I'm like, everybody else got picked, but Bananas. <laughs> I mean, that's just a testament to how far he has come with him being the oldest person on the show. And people are just like, listen, you come with a lot of baggage, honestly, because Bananas is going to be a target for no matter who is he's teamed up with just because he's a seven-time champ. So I'm not mad at any nobody not picking him first or second or third. Like, I wouldn't pick him high either just because you already know what comes with that. Yeah. So Kathy has both Alyssa's on her team. Desi picked Amanda. Tiffany got the last spot on Josh's team. Chris was the last spot on Cassie's team. And I, Chris is barely getting any airtime. <laughs> and I'm just like, I keep forgetting that man is there. And then Louise got last pick on Desi. And we have our red, blue, and green team. 
yeah, they all seem pretty even scaled. I think, of course, I'm rooting for the green team just because it has more people that I want to root for as a, a whole. But otherwise, I feel like the teams are fairly balanced, even though, you know, the draft went the way that it did. I, I mean, the red team, I feel like the funniest thing was, first of all, Alyssa was like, uh, you know, our team doesn't have a lot of egos. Meanwhile, she's standing next to the man in the white vest named Fessy with the biggest ego out of everybody that was there. Like, girl, she she's a little slow, clearly. But, uh, you know, the red team being the red flag team, appropriately named because that very huge red flags on that team. The blue team being what they are, whatever. Green team, I'm rolling with them. But I just thought I just thought that was just very... Um, Alyssa like to just be like, you know, we have no egos on our team. And it's literally Crystal sitting next to you. Like, girl, shut up. I had the exact same thought, though. So I'm like, that man is right there. He's just quiet, but that man got an ego that's really big. And that's going to ruin y'all at some point. But hey, that's just me. And they get to the house. They rent and see rooms. It's actually a nice house. Even though they've been using that house. I don't know if that's the exact same house that they've been going to in Croatia, but this is a new renovated house and I actually like it. But it's really funny that Tori and Amanda are roommates and they also have a beef. <laughs> yeah. The rooms are very small though. Like the way that the setup, I mean, typically in Challenge House, it's communal style and it's very much giving cell bunk A, B, and C. But the rooms itself, like how they try to stuff like the three beds in the room, it's 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 getting cramped. Like yeah. where's the space? Yeah. It was like they're really on, like mostly on top of each other. There's like granted it's not a lot of bunk beds. They really just pit beds all in this like one room. It's very weird. We get an Amir confessional and I just want to say, so she said her reputation on her season of Big Brother was that she was a shark. Meanwhile, this woman got blindsided week three, early in the game. Ma'am, you were not a shark. They knew what you were up to. You were out. I just want to get that lick in on the mirror because I'm like, that's not very weird. You were not a shark. You got blindsided by the whole house. That's it. I just want to get that in. Cool. I don't, I don't know a shark from nowhere, so... <laughs> And then um, we get to the day, the daily challenge. Mom is talking like a British person, and it's called. Have you been watching Love Island? <laughs> I have. <laughs> and it's fitting I was in that accident for like a second because this daily challenge was called Storm the Castle, where after Alpha were walking up, they noticed the statues, and one of them, Johnny, was like, "Oh, this looks like what?" And end up being all six statues that were around them were of the six veterans from MTV. And basically, the teams have to um, carry the corresponding statues of the members of their teams. So that means carrying Robot Team, John A and Bananas, for Green Team, Amanda and Wes, and for Blue Team, Tori and Corey, they have to carry those statues down the path, um, and then as they go down the path, they have to memorize symbols and go to different checkpoints to get the statue to the finish point. The first team to get both statues up at that finish point will win. 
it's very funny. I just also say, Mira was not helping her team with that statue initially. You had four people on one statue, and you had three holding one. And Amira's like running ahead, looking at symbols, like, oh, it's heavier than I thought. Duh. Yeah, I feel like they were trying to delegate one person to look at the signs, which was technically Amira and Amanda, but Amanda was actually helping the statue portion of the the leg. It, it was just like Amira was just ready. So I don't I don't know. Anyways, first checkpoint they get to, everybody gets to there first, and they had to select the three symbols that were not on the pathway, and they had to put them in a numerical order, flip them as well, and that gives them the answer to unlock their cart to haul their statue to the next checkpoint. And everybody was really good. I felt the green team, they had a lead, but then they lost it because they couldn't get the puzzle done. That happened twice. And at one point, the red team tried to bulldoze blue team and get past them. And that didn't work in their favor because one of the statues was going one way and they were just running down that little hill and it was chaotic. Yeah, it was it was definitely chaotic seeing how they were trying to run past somebody in the path, which I understand like they have a momentum and they're going downhill. They're going to try to keep going. But once they got past that team and kept going, the wagon that they were using fell apart. The statue was falling off. And it was literally just Tiffany and I forget the other person. I think Johnny also running ahead. And Johnny's like, you guys got to help and all this other stuff. Because everything was just literally crumbling right in front of them. Which, not surprising with the people on that team. But, yeah. It was like, not him being stressed already. This is the team you're on. Like, y'all did not have a direction. Y'all did not have a communication. It was not going to work. But all the while, like, even though when Red and Blue had that collision, Blue was, like, stuck to the side trying to get themselves together. But the green team managed to breeze past them, and they made it to a second checkpoint. But they couldn't get their code right. And all while they couldn't finish theirs, Red and Blue finished theirs quickly and dipped out. And the green team was back in third place. And it was a foot race to the end between Red and Blue. And the blue team ended up getting all both of their statues to the finish point, And they ended up winning this daily. It was surprising how the green team really blew that lead. Because they were really so far ahead. And once... Amanda kind of fumbled the puzzle and also Amira too, because I'm not just going to put it all on Amanda. Like Amanda was responsible, but I feel like they were saying Amanda and Amira because Amira was just running. So once that fumble kind of happened and we kind of see how it went, it was like, damn, like y'all really just blew the bag like that, but okay, whatever. And the blue team got it. I was actually, I don't, I was running for any of them except for the green team, of course, but once it was between red and blue, I'm like, whoever gets there first is getting there first. Like, <laughs> it is what it is. But yeah, it was just not the team that I was like, all right, this is the first one. Yeah, I think I'm like, y'all let them, it is what it is. Like, y'all let them win, but okay, it is what it is. Now the blue team had to choose one of men, one man and woman from the losing teams to go and be at risk for elimination. While TJ also says, hey. Losing team, y'all have to place a secret vote in the hopper, and that would determine who plays in the nation. 
And Ty was like, oh, this is feeling like Big Brother all over again because we do secret votes. Yeah, but this time it's a different catch to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, this is excitement about us. Oh, I'm excited for this. Welcome to the challenge. And Tyler is actually, he mentioned this in episode two, Angela's ex-boyfriend who Angela played on season one, and he decided just to play the season as well. Yeah, I mean, the secret vote is definitely a twist that I was excited to see just because I feel like last season we got a lot of what was going on in the deliberation and, you know, how people were being picked and the two, you know, the winning team, you know, going into with the other team. And it was just the whole thing of the deliberation happening. And I was just like, whatever. I like the idea of the secret vote. People just going in and literally can have control in what they want to do and not really have to feel like they have to pick a certain person to go into the arena. At, at least not, if you're on the winning team, it's another story. You have to come to some sort of consensus. But if you are on, you know, the losing team and you're trying to, you know, get safety, you can choose wherever you want. Yeah. The losing team, obviously, for Earth Aquamans, because they win. So whoever else from red or green is up for grabs. And... Afterwards, Josh chatted with his boot with the boot team actually to see if they can control the game, um, control how the the flow of this game will work because he wants to work with the vet and keep them good. So he's relying on that to keep them safe. For and then we go to blue team having their nominations where Tori brought up the fact that she had a conversation with Josh about keeping Red safe and be working together. Alyssa, L, and Fessy had apprehension on their faces i'm like i don't know if we should be doing this um should we just kind of keep our team together obviously and Alyssa l saw through tori and Corey's decision making and wanting to do so because they're just feeding what they want to do with their, own, their own time i mean per usual we saw last season where tori literally chose her friends over herself and her own partner to win money so none of this is surprising in Tori's mindset going into the game. And Corey is the same mindset of Tori. So none of it is surprising how they're moving in the game. I think what is funny is how Fessy and Alyssa are like, mm. and those two are the most people who will cross you quick. So I think they're trying to be like, we're not trying to hitch our wagon onto this other team because we don't know what their thought process is. Like, they probably really didn't have in-depth conversations with everybody there about who they're aligned with. So, uh, yeah, it's always a conflict of interest, especially when Tori's on a team with somebody. Like, she's just chaotic. Yeah, and so the consensus for the group was Luis and Amira of the vote, with Michaela and Monty getting the burn vote from that nomination group. And... It looks like, obviously, Luis Amira will be the vote from the blue team. And Amira was shook. Luis is like, well, I'm just low on the totem pole of, pro- of the popularity contest. And that's just how it is. I think, I'm sorry, I'm eating ice. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like when Alyssa S started crying after she found out, hold on. I'm so sorry, guys. When she found out um, Amira was a, a pig and she started crying like boohoo crying in in the um, middle of the deliberation that they had what was that about 
like it, it's it's real early on in the game. I understand that's your friend, that's your number one, that's part of your alliance. You don't want her to go in, but to really give white women tears because somebody you are aligned with is going in so early on. Why are you showing your hand like that? I don't really like that that aspect of what she just did. And that's what she would do on her season, and that's how she got far. Like she just as Ursula is, she wiggles her way to away, but she could give those tears and those moments and and just lollygagged her way. We'll see how she does later on, but like that's ma'am, it's not that serious. I gotta get it. Like, it's only you, Monty, and Amir from your season that's on the show. Y'all don't have a majority. So you have to deal with it. And you don't have no pool. So what are you doing? Yeah, realistically, it, it just didn't make any sense for her to even start crying. Like, Luis, I understand him going in. He doesn't have much numbers. He's unknown to everybody. And Luis was okay with that, which, cool. Like, take it on the chin. Amira, she looks sad, sad as shit. Like, she was just like, oh, my God, like, you know, like she her the blank face that she had once they started discussing her being in, it was just like, Why are you surprised? Like nobody knows you. Like, I'm not understanding. And then the tears, I was just like, This is a lot. Yeah. And the red team had a meeting for how they want to plan on voting. And they wanted to vote for a green guy to weaken their team. And Michelle is kind of just weary, like, why are we trying to just pin a vote on this one guy? Let's just spread out the vote. And after Michelle said that, Johnny was like, oh, Wes told me not to trust Michelle. Okay. This is where John Johnny said to lose me. And her vote was when she lost me. Okay, so I understand Wes's thought process, but Wes technically has never played with Michelle. So I don't know. I guess he's coming off of what he's seen, which granted... That's what we tell everyone when we watch it. And we're like, if you have at least watched the show or at least you know something about something, if you do some Googles, like you would see how certain people have played, what's their Achilles heel, X, Y, and Z. Michelle is somebody who's definitely emotional. We've seen it throughout her seasons on the show so far. So I get Wes's apprehension on aligning with Michelle. And Wes taking the information, I mean, Johnny taking the information that Wes gave her, there's no problem with that, but I think playing that so early on and her using it against her own teammate at that, it's not even like she was on the blue team or the green team. Or she's literally right next to her buddy-buddy wearing the same colors. So I think that's where we see, again, where Johnny and her character flaws or just her, I guess her strategic flaws, I would say. Not character. I don't know her like that, but her strategic flaws is like, girl, what's up with you? Because she did the same thing with Kellyanne, and her and Kellyanne was cool. You know what I mean? She did the same. She It's, it's a number of people we can go on the list with Johnny, who she's had a history of doing this shit with. So, this is where Johnny, I'm like, alright, you just want to show your hand and really just try to, you know, be sneaky. But, like, day one, that's a little crazy. That's where she lost me. I'm like, one thing about no one this, it's another thing about Trying to backstab your own team member you just met five seconds ago. You don't know that a woman. You just met her. And you was like, oh, I just wanna, I'm gonna, you know, I'm not gonna vote with my team. I'm just gonna throw a dagger back on my team. And that's why, and that's why she got her ass handed to her. 
I'm sorry, in the next episode. But I'm like, why would you do that? It's too early for that. She's not a threat to you right now. Right now, you're playing a team game. You're not playing individual. You know this information, you hold it until there's no more teams. And that's when you take your shot at her. Not when it's the first episode and you just met her and y'all are both at risk of going in. Think. Like she, she has strategic things at times. How she does and moves that is fishy. So we're going to table that and we'll come back. So with the vote, Michaela's like, I'd rather just strengthen the odds for a guy to go in because she wanted to keep Mary's there. And then when we get to Johnny's vote voting for her own team members, she was like, I know I'm not supposed to vote for anybody, but I'm just going to do it. See, and did you not know that they would find out? <laughs> like, if we can vote, yes. But once they figure out, once DJ showed the vote later, boy, <laughs> the math is mapping. Well, I don't think she was thinking about TJ. Uh, well, not TJ's not showing the votes, but I don't think she was thinking about them showing the votes on the show. Like, I think she was just saying, like, nobody's nobody's going to know at the moment. And unless you do, you know, deductions and say, like, who's voting for who, or, you know, otherwise you're not going to know. Yeah. But they also, in real time, like, on the show, they were like, Michelle clocked them, like, someone on my team voted for me. Well, that's what I said. Unless you do deductions, you're not yeah. going to know. And once it was kind of clear how Johnny wasn't with the group when they were discussing things, it's like, okay, one plus one is two here. Yeah. And so we go to the arena. Um, the blue team picks of Luis and Mira come out. And then TJ does show how many votes people got. Wes got two. Dusty got two. Desi got one. Michelle got three. Monty had four and bananas had four. At that point, I was like, oh, if it's four for Monty and bananas, ooh, who's about to go in? Because how is there a tiebreaker if Supone has like two of the same vote? I don't know. That's why they have the, the lottery system. <laughs> like yeah. if everybody's name is going in, it doesn't matter, you know, how many votes they have. I I don't think at least so far from what we see, like they're just showing who voted, like how many people voted for who, which I think is also a good part of the game because it shows like this person is on this person's radar or not this person, but at least one person you can see like two votes for Dusty. Who's voting for Dusty? Like that's just random stuff. Yeah. Person voted for West. Okay. Bananas. We get it. Monty, whatever, here nor there, but still like it just shows like kind of what's going on in between the two teams that's voting. And Michelle immediately noticed the discrepancy in votes, and that's when she knew immediately someone on our team was a rat. TJ queued up the hopper, and that was the end of episode one because they clipped it off there, and we got the rest of the first elimination in the beginning of episode two, which was called Blurred Battle Lines. And they queued up the hopper. The first ball out, it was actually a woman. So that meant that Luis um, lived to see another day. And that meant that Amira was playing against Michelle because one of her balls was picked. And immediately, Michelle is like, Amanda, I know it was you. I know you con- concocted this plan. At first, I was like, I don't think Amanda actually did that. But when I went on Twitter, <laughs> Amanda kind of did, had a hand in that. But it wasn't to the effect of what Michelle thought it was going to be. 
Well, I didn't know. I mean, Amanda is always on Twitter, so I really haven't checked since the episodes aired. But one thing I would say is that Michelle has people living in her heaven free, like up here. And one of the things that she's been trying to avoid or get past is not being emotional in this in these games. But I think she's just going to have a hard time because the way that she just moves and reacts, it's just not going to be received in the way that she thinks. And Amanda is not one of the people to be reacting in that way too. Like she's the last person you want to play those games with. I love the argument back and forth just because I'm straight up direct. Like if I have beef with you, if I don't like you, if I don't mess with you, you're going to know straight up, you know? Amanda's that straight up kind of person, which I like. And they were just going at it, at it. Like I I wish they would have aired the part where they showed in the trailer, but they didn't show in the episode where Amanda's just like, I hate you. You go in, like, I'm glad you're going in or whatever she said to her. Because it's like, that's just how she really feels. I can't be mad at her getting her shit off. But Amanda's just funny. Amanda will keep a beef going until it's not, it's like it can't even churn anymore. Like the ground beef is real with Amanda. And I really fool with it. Like I really fuck with it. <laughs> the ground beef. <laughs> she gonna, um, she gonna, she gonna match okay. it up. She gonna match it's it up. It's, okay. It's chopping it up. But I, I respect it though. Like that's what we, and that's what we need on the challenge all the time. Like, we don't need just people playing friendly all the time. This is what Amanda provides. And I like that she wanted to be a virgin. Granted, some of the stuff that she be saying is getting watered down. <laughs> I enjoy it because we still get the glimpses of her. Like she literally said in her intro special, I'm the devil. I have devil horns. Like I'm here to cause chaos and negativity. Like that's my job. And that's what I respect about her. So yeah. The animation is called Slam Dunk, where the ladies will be suspended over a tank and have to get the balls out as the harness pulls them up and down to access the pool and slot out the ball. And Michelle and Amir were really going ham on the outskirts. They had a good rhythm of like their strategy to corral them to like the sides and just hit them out. It was very neck and neck throughout the whole thing. And it just it came down to 18 balls. Michelle ended up having 1,319 balls, and Amira had 1,301 balls. And that's how that ended. Yeah, it, it was super close. Shout out to Amira for, you know, doing what she did. But, I mean, it couldn't be any close. Well, it could have been closer than that. But still, I feel like just how it, how it went, it is what it is. It's just how it, is how it happened for her. Yeah. And with Michelle winning, TJ off of gives them another twist or kicker in the game where um, they, if you win nomination, you have the chance to defect another team and kick someone to back to your team. And Michelle had a chance to go to another team, but she was like, oh, no, I love a large bag. I'm going to stick with the red team. And John A was nervous about Michelle finding out that she was that rogue vote. I mean, why would you cast it in the first place? That's just where I'm at with it with Johnny. Honestly, like, don't be pussy around. Don't be, don't be trying to mince your decisions now and try to backtrack. Like, stand on it. You made a decision to vote against your team. You voted for your teammate. Possibly thought she was gonna go home. 
Like, I think that was probably her thought process. So now that she hasn't gone home and she has to come back, I think Johnny is just, she's just funny. Because why did she try to hug the girl as soon as she walked to the house? Like, she's the first one hugging her, like, trying to hug all, all on her. It's like, you don't move off of the girl and just go about your business. Just, just walk in the house normal. I feel like all that extra carrying on, it just made it even more clear that Johnny was the person who voted for Michelle. Yeah. And then right when we get back in the house as well, we get the fight, the argument between Amanda and Michelle. And Amanda was like, you can be a big, you're a big dog out there. Be a big dog in here and go at it with me. And they continue to argue. And that once once they brought up Fessy, that argument was known though. Like, I'm over it. But they did edit out an abundance of that argument. I would have liked to see more of it, but the fact that they brought out the fancy part, I'm like, okay, guys, this was how many seasons ago? Y'all still over this? I can't. And technically, it was one season ago because it was 37. Oh, so, yeah, you're right. Yeah. For I mean, for them, it's it's fresh because it, it really they don't they haven't really been uh, in the same season together since that. So. Yeah, I mean, of course, they're trying to use the Fessy angle because he's there and that's, you know, the storyline that they're trying to use. But I just love the uh, JT bars that uh, Amanda was giving her. She was just like, I'm a real big dog, bitch, you scrappy-doo. Doing all the like you shit and knowing you don't fuck with you. Like, come on, Amanda, stand on it. You know, Michelle's trying to fight back, and but she, it, it, really, it, it really wasn't in comparison, nothing to what Amanda was saying. Just because I feel like Amanda is just true to her word and you know how Michelle... I don't know. Michelle is just a, she's just a fly by top, fly by way kind of person. You know what? Wherever the wind blows, she won't yeah. Like that's just Michelle. I, I don't really, I don't really like that. Michelle was standing there like Summer Walker on the red carpet. <laughs> wrong? Am I wrong? No. <laughs> getting yelled at by Amanda, trying to give a comeback, and it wasn't working. You're just standing there. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. It's definitely given Meech uh see his number walk on stage and just not paying attention. He's just like just looking away like he don't see it. <laughs> and then the red team, they talk about the math for the vote, and then that's when the collective figured out that somebody voted, John A wasn't in the room, and Matilda, ah, it was John A. Then we had the Survivor BB ladies who have an alliance together, which consists of the core of Chanel, Desi, and Tiffany. I think Michaela is also in that group by proxy as well, but she isn't in that room at the moment. But they were like, hey, we know about the stray vote as well. We're going to just move with our group and take over with these numbers because the numbers that they do have are actually pretty nice. It's like them three... And then one of the Alyssa's, because Alyssa L is cool with Tiffany now. They're they're in a good place. I love that for them. Miss Kayla and somebody else. They have a good group. So I'm excited to see what this alliance does and this core group does. Because it's spearheaded by Black women. And I love that. I just want to see how far this group goes together. Yeah, they definitely have a strong alliance. And I feel like because it's not just Big Brother alone, it's Big Brother Survivor combined that gives them a stronger advantage because, you know, they have people on both sides that they can kind of play up. 
and you know get to the other side so good for them that they have something very strong hopefully it lasts hopefully it's not something that kind of gets out of control when people start doing their own things but we'll see yeah and we go to the daily challenge which is called working the polls where the teams will traverse from platform to platform on poles suspended over a body of water. The first team to get their members to the other side will win, and the teams are split in half for two heats to make it a little bit easier. The red team had a strategy, which was to have the guys help move the girls over with the poles, and Johnny was like, oh, let's have the strategy of, you know, sustaining momentum on one, like you get on one, move it, it's meant to go in to help the other person. Um, the first people that dropped were Cassidy, Alyssa Lopez, and Michelle. And when Michelle dropped, Amanda was having a ball. She was living it up. <laughs> True to form. True to form. She's not going to change. She's not going to fold. Like, it is what it is. Bitch, I'm a hater. I don't like you. I want you to fail every single time at everything that you do in front of me because I don't want you to win. I'm okay with that. Like, I'm okay with that. And Michelle did the same thing when Amanda was up there. She, like, she was like, fall, 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 fall. Like, they, you know, like, it is what it is with, with the both of them. Yeah. And Dusty fell afterwards. Sebastian was the first to the platform for Blue. He managed to get Chris with him. While Luis dropped, Tiffany dropped as well. And because majority of the red team was out, it was out. <laughs> it was probably dropped. With the last person from Red Team, and he was done. He could barely get to that platform, and he dropped. So the Red Team was done. So Amanda managed to pull her way to the platform, and was the first to the platform. Her and Debbie got up there, and they had to pull Lanky Tyler by his legs onto the platform. And they have the most people on the platform so far. We have three of the green team and two of the blue team. Nah, shout out to Amanda and Dusty. They actually came through with that one because the way that they like really used his whole leg to grab him up there and his body weight, I mean, that's impressive for the both of them to do that. Yeah, like Amanda's small too. Like I think she's a little short too and obviously she's not that big. She's like, I'm proud of myself for doing that because I was a big man. So shout out to them. And I'll go shout out to Desi because, be- because they don't have enough women on their team she went twice. And in the second heat, Bananas was the first person for the red team to get to the platform. It was a lot of people who dropped out, like back by back by back. Then Monty, Tori, Janae, and Alyssa Snyder. Bananas managed to pull Chanel to the platform. The goof fell. Wes managed to tap his foot on the platform, managed to get up to the platform first. The two big productive people on the blue team, Corey and Fessy, both dropped. And I just have to laugh. Y'all too big as hell did not manage to use y'all's weight for momentum to get up on the platform. Because you could not even really get to the area. And y'all both fell. I'm just going to go back to something you said, which is that they're big. So that pole wasn't holding on to anything. Monty's pole broke. And Monty's not that big. So imagine Fessy's weight and Corey's weight on the polls and trying to use their momentum and you know it's not happening i wasn't surprised at all that the both of them fell just because they're not the most graceful but also i just think the apparatus that they were using wasn't going to help them to get over yeah and the green team managed to get off 
five players, since Monty, because since his broke, um, to the platform. And they win this daily. And they will nominate a man and woman for elimination while the other teams vote for players to go in the Hopper Lottery. And the roomies, Amanda and Tori, were bantering back and forth about the challenge. And Amanda was like, I made it and you didn't. And they had a little laugh with Bessie looking um, down the hallway. <laughs> but they're like, oh, this is interesting. Because he has three women who he <laughs> was in relations with on the season. Which is not surprising. I mean, if another season comes, Fessy's going to have more people on there. Like, it, it just, it's his calling at this point. But I think Tori was just being so fake. You could just see on her face when she was laughing and talking with Amanda. Like, she's trying to be chummy chummy and trying to give, like, oh, he, like, trying to kiki. And it was just, I just, I can't. Like, Amanda was like, girl, whatever. Like, she, she was, like, entertaining it. But I just... The vibes that Tori was giving was just like so phony. And she's talking smack in the confessionals, but in her face, she's trying to play nice. And it's like, girl, pick one. You want to be nice to her or what? Because you're talking about her in the confessionals, but you don't say nothing to her face. And that's why you keep getting ate up online and at reunions. So I digress. Oh, but then we get Sebastian saying he liked Tori, and we see them. In the bunk, I'm gonna move on because this is weird. <laughs> so the Survivor BB Alliance ladies um say that they want Tori and Michelle. Oh, they, they want Tori and Jane as the two to go in against each other because they want to target the vets, obviously. And why not target Tori? And then Michelle's gonna get retribution <laughs> against Jane for that vote. So might as well, like, hey, let's just vote for Jane. As well, Green Team had their nominations. The consensus was to vote for Tori and Bananas. And Wes tried to make a case to not try and throw a shot at the vets because he's a vet and he's like, I'm not trying to make a big move right now. Let's just wait and hold out. And immediately, Desi and Michaela had to shut him down, like, respectfully. We're not doing that. We're not playing your game. Like, you give us. Michaela, like, you give us information the same way Manus gives his team information. You literally saw how he helped Chanel. You do that same thing for us. I'm not trying to keep that man in the house. He's not for my game. So I'm going to go after a big dog. And Russ is like, basically, I got railroaded. I couldn't do nothing. And I love it. I definitely respect Michaela for standing her ground on that. Like, she definitely laid it out and was like, listen, this is what it is. This is what we're going for. Either you would it or you're not. And Wes really didn't have anything to stand back on. And I think because it's not that much of them, it's only six of them. So they really are not the majority in this case. They don't really have much to fall back on in the first place. And I think that the delusion of some of them are like, we got to, you know, stand tall and do all this other stuff. Y'all don't have the numbers to to kind of stand behind that. And just like Mikado said, the math ain't mathing. So you got to go with math that's going to add up. For them and for the rest of the house, just in general, it's better to just get them rid of them now rather than try to hold on to them because you know what that means going forward for the rest of them. Yeah, and Wes talked to Bananas. He was like, oh, Bananas is my number one. And he's like, hey, they're targeting us. I'm just going to let you know. And that's that. We go to the arena. And, well, okay, also before the arena, they did their votes. Tiffany 
didn't follow the group's plan. She placed a random vote on a guy. So we'll see if that is both back on her later on. But I just want to mention that because she was like in cahoots with the alliance, but she ended up putting a vote on somebody else. We also arena and they bring out the green team picks in Tori Bananas. The votes are as follows for the lottery players and Polly and Alyssa Snyder and Corey with two votes each. Um, Alyssa Lopez and Sebastian got one each. Dusty got three, and Johnny got five. So her chances of going in are even higher. And with that, they flip the hopper. And what do you know? Is Johnny going in? So we get Johnny and Tori going against each other in a mission. I mean, I'm glad they got their choice to go in early against these two because they're two strong competitors no matter what happens in, in a situation like this. Both of them will always find a way to make it to a final if they get the opportunity to. So for the rest of the house, it's a good thing that these two are going at it early. I did like the matchup, though, just because, like I mentioned last week, like, Janae's been kind of sliding with some of the people that she's been going against. But I think now she's going against somebody who's doing doing the main show, doing other shows. Like, this girl is still active. So I feel like it's a good barometer for Johnny just in general to see where she's at with it. And I mean, Tori said she was just going to not consider her a friend and kind of move like how she would move if it was anybody else, which is cool. But Tori was just throwing that girl around. And I mean, Johnny really didn't have the strength to go against Tori in this situation. Like, damn, since you couldn't box out or nothing, it was just real bad. She tried her best. <laughs> That's the way. Okay, I'm sorry. Because allegedly, Tori on the road. And we were like, y'all got that woman going against that woman who probably did something. <laughs> hey, it is what it is. I like, John A was getting thrown all the way around. She was holding her on a little bit in initially. But Tori got in the rhythm and just went ham. Yeah, it's. Allegedly, steroid strength, and then it's mom strength. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes, you know, when you see a crackhead and they they real, real strong, that it's going gonna, it's gonna to hold out and it's it's going to beat anything else. But, again, shout out to Jane and her even just attempting and trying to, 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 to do something, at least. But she was being thrown around. Yeah. I didn't even say what the niche was. <laughs> but my fault. Okay. But in drop the ball, they basically had to um try and catch balls from the pinball machine and they have to get into their uh, area. It was mainly silver balls that got them the most points, black balls got the one point. At the end of it, the person that had the most points to win. And as we've been saying, Tori really bulldozed Johnny. Tori ended up with 29 points. Johnny only had 15. And Johnny was at home back. Yeah, it was definitely a slaughter. I, I, I don't know. Like, Johnny was trying, but Toy was just really either holding her own and, and really just boxing her out, essentially, or they were just letting the black balls fall. And she wasn't trying to get her alert, like to get Eddie. Like, even the black 
falls, Tori was just wrestling her down to the ground. Because once the balls are on the ground, it's uh, a doubt. So yeah. I just think that John A really didn't have a chance. If it was something else, I don't know. But I just think this is like one of those things where, yeah, it wasn't going to bowl well for her either way you look at it. Now, some uh, you mentioned the rigging. Some people are like, why don't y'all give this woman a physical nation? I'm not saying, but hey, it was talk. Like, why would y'all give her this physical nation? Because y'all know this woman is going to be crazy. So That's true. That's true. Yeah. So Tori had a decision to stay or go from her team. And she was like, I'm going to stay in blue. And she's ready to wreak havoc on the these bitches, I guess. But she was like, I'm not going to red because they were the ones that voted for a champ to go in, I guess. It is what it is. But that's how that ended. <laughs> Where Tori lives to see him of the day. And we have to hear her do her fake live, laugh, and love every episode. <laughs> I guess her revenge starts now. Because that, that was her main thing, was her trying to come back just so she can try to wreak havoc on the rest of the people who you know voted her in whatever we'll see how it, how it plays out eventually on the show but i really just don't know how long she's gonna have an opportunity to play when there's so many numbers against her in the first place and tiffany said it best <laughs> tiffany was like this girl needs raid like we, we need to get her out like she's like a like uh, a water bug, an ant, some, something that she, they they just need to just spray her and just kill her right there. Yeah, we did have a draft on the premiere on the preview episode. We have to figure out <laughs> how the point system will break now that we know they're in teams. But do you want to tell the people the razor of the win of the winner of the draft and at the end of the season? No, I don't. No. Okay. Um, we're going to keep that under wraps until it happens. All right. Got it. So we're going to move on to the tweets from the episodes. There are a lot of really funny tweets that people got off. And the first tweet I'm going to get to is, the, the last time Janae got eliminated from the challenge was in 2015 on X2. Obama was president. Uptown Funk was the number one song in America. Nobody in the world had been traumatized by Riverdale. Crazy. That's something to put in perspective because that is a whole eon ago at this point. Yeah. John A being the first pick on USA 2 and World Championship. Oh, when you're the main bitch. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I love John A. Yeah. I, I mean, I, pick, I picked her early too in my draft. I, I like John A is shown like she's ready to compete so that's not the issue the issue is the girl and what whatever she does <laughs> after that like her strategy is just it's so flawed yeah uh the next one josh after picking all the emotional unstables cry babies liars and hot messes for his team there's a video attached and i would like for you to hear it my one thing was I went into the Disney Channel building and I sat down with the president of the Disney Channel and I said, I want to make history. And that's what this is. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it's thought process, bro. 
this is unhinged. And y'all not going to win nothing. I'm sorry. I don't think they are. But the way this team is, I don't think so. But I, I'm not surprised. Like, it, look who the source is. It's Josh. So, I mean, he's at home. Yeah. The last tweet. And we may mention, you may mention this earlier. This comes from Tiffany's castmate on BB23, Hannah Chata. Now, what was absolutely Tiff doing giving Mr. Banana Man braid? Yeah, again, uh, black people, black people, black people, my people, uh, we need to stop. We we need to stop immediately, expeditiously, whatever TR says. Like, we need to stop this because it's, it's not... It's not a good look. And I don't know what, I don't know what they're asking for. Like when, when they sit down, like, yo, can you do my hair or what? I don't know, but say no. All you got to do is say no. It started on all stars. Well, it started previously, but recently we've seen in all stars with John A allegedly, you know, braiding her man's hair and MJ. And then she's braiding other people's hair. It's just like, come on now. We, we already have that, enough appropriation as is. We don't need any more. Yeah, we just saw a white woman with Brock's braids on the timeline. No. But also I realized, too, this is also Tiffany's MO because she did the same thing with a white man on her season. <laughs> well, I don't care. But uh, I, I, I bet at one point Tyler might have braids. I don't know who will do it. It might be Tiffany. I don't know. He has the length. I would I would say this if if it's one thing if you have the length to get the braids all right is it like you can see somebody being bored and be like let me braid your hair let me do your hair you see the length of bananas hair like the braids ended like right here on his head like right here Julio style like it didn't go nowhere what are you braiding yeah who wore it better Josh or bananas. Neither, and mm-hmm. the confessional looks is is trash too. Between Corey's curly, kinky curly, try to try to do in his confessional, Josh the pandana with the little flip over as curl going on, everything is trash. Like the is it's all garbage, all in one and the same. Yeah, yeah. I watch somebody try and braid this here. That's one. All of these men's about to get the hair braided, and it's not going to be great. So. Put down the grease, put down the combs. Stop braiding these men's hair in 2023. That's it. It's not even grease. It's just water because you know they're white, so they don't even need grease. They need just water. And yeah. Anyway, I'm going to wrap this up. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you guys would like to watch it, if you're listening, you'd like to watch this on YouTube, you can at youtube.com slash podcast. I think that's what it is. Um, we'll put the link in the bio. You can follow Megan on Twitter at Megan Hines. You can follow myself at Ace underscore S5. And you can follow us on Twitter at Dual Lines Pod. We'll be back next week to discuss another double episode of The Challenge USA Season 2 on CBS. Thank you guys for listening and have a great week. Bye. Bye. Bye.